0: Welcome back guys to the Foreign Toe Podcast. I'm glad you could make it back again. I hope you've had a good week. This is episode two, where we will be talking about homeschooling and why you would choose homeschooling. Is it the right path for you and your family? Let's get started. Here's the deal. There are a lot of different ways to educate your children, and this is one of the reasons why it's just such a hot topic, because we have kids, we want the best for them, and we have to ask ourselves, what is the best for them? So how do we know what's best for our kids? Homeschool, public school, private school, charter school, or online, how do you even know? Honestly, I'm not really sure any of us really truly knows, but we're able to know what we feel works best for us and our children. We can at least try it. And if that first route doesn't work, we can try a different route. And I don't think we should have any shame attached to that. If homeschooling doesn't work for you, no worries. Try public school. If that just doesn't really work, try private school, a charter school. And when you, when you say homeschooling, that has so many different ways of doing it, too. There are just, There's just about as many ways to homeschool your children as there are options for public, private, and charter schools. I'll get into more of that in a later episode in later episodes, plural, but for now, we're just going to lump them all in together as one big option, homeschool. So how do you decide? Well, everybody is different with how they decide whether or not to homeschool, but I'm going to tell you how we decided to homeschool our kids. We asked ourselves a couple of questions. One of the first ones we had to ask was, could we afford it? When it comes to my little family, the first thing that me and my Mr. Tall, Dark and Handsome had to decide was if one of us could really actually take the time to educate our children from home. We have been in a fortunate position of being able to live with only one full-time income, which is made by my husband. I have had several part-time gigs to supplement our income and give me an outlet for adult people time. I'll talk more about this on a later episode as well, but for now, the important info is that we were and are able to make this work because I'm able to stay at home a good chunk of the week. One of the other questions we had to ask ourselves was, do we even want to do this? Did I actually want to put in the time and energy into educating our children? The question took longer to work out, and honestly, I still wonder from time to time if this choice is the best way to spend my time. But ultimately, for us, our answer was and has been a resounding yes. We saw the benefits of homeschool for our family and recognized that there may be drawbacks. And some people may consider the benefits that we see as drawbacks, but we were willing to take the steps to educate our children from home. Another question that we had to ask ourselves was, what's this best for our children? Um, I don't think that every child is cut out for homeschooling. But I also don't believe that every child is cut out for public school. And looking at the way my children learn and some of the special needs that my children, some of my children have, I just don't believe that public school is the best route for my children. Please hear me when I say that I did not believe this was best for my children. I'm not in any way trying to shame any parent at all for putting their children in public school because, one, I don't believe every parent is cut out for this, and two, I don't believe that every child is cut out for this. Please remember that this podcast, the goal is to encourage parents, not to discourage. So if you feel at all discouraged by any of these comments, please know that's not my heart, and I do apologize that it's coming across that way. So let's go over a few of the pros and cons of homeschooling. Here's the funny thing about a pros and cons list for homeschooling. One person's pro is another person's con, so this is completely relative. For us, homeschooling meant a flexible schedule. We weren't confined to a school schedule. We can start teaching our year worth of school as early as July 1st in Pennsylvania, and we can take as long as... June 30th the following year to complete 180 days, which gives us plenty of time to get sick and spend a week on the couch not doing anything or going to see grandma and spending an extra couple days just relaxing at grandma's house. And then it also gives us time, the flexibility to do school over a weekend if we need to or want to, to complete projects, go on field trips and not be confined to the five day school week. Another pro that we saw was a flexible teaching, the flexibles teaching styles. I'm going to get into that again in a later episode. But there, just so you know, there are many ways to teach your children. And what works with one child may not work for another child. What works for one family may not work for another family. So I, was, I have been in the fortunate position of being able to figure out my favorite way of teaching and figure out if that works with my children, and I've been able to change accordingly. Individual teaching time for the children with learning struggles was another pro for our decision to homeschool. One of my children is dyslexic, and so teaching her how to read has been especially difficult. And I don't think that she would have been able to get the time that she needs with a teacher one-on-one working with her and being as as patient as they can be with a large number of children in a classroom. And she's really needed the one-on-one time that I've been able to give her. Another pro for me was the ability to challenge the strongly academic. My oldest child, although extremely creative, tends to be very academic. And I've been able to encourage her to pursue her interests in science and and give her more studying in areas that she enjoys that she may not have gotten in a big classroom situation. The cons for us of homeschooling is not being able to have as much income as possible because I cannot work full time like I possibly could because I am home with the children teaching them every day. I also have very little downtime and very little time away from the kids, if any. To me, these are cons that I'm willing to deal with. And the last one, another con of homeschooling is judgment from others. For our families, the pros far outweighed the cons. And I could think of no other way but to homeschool our kids. So you've weighed your options and you still feel that homeschooling is the way to go. And it's truly the best thing for your family. So now what? So my advice is to first find out what the homeschool laws are in your state. Laws for homeschool vary from state to state. I'm unable to give you exact help for this. I'm well-versed in the Pennsylvania homeschool laws because that's where we homeschool. I can't speak for many other states. I think the best resource I can give and recommend is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, HSLDA. You can find the Homeschool Legal Defense Association on their website, hslda.org. I'll put a link in my show notes. They have links to every state's homeschool laws, They've been providing homeschool advocacy since 1983. They provide help and understanding for each state's homeschool laws, including legal defense if there is a need that arises. They are a great resource. After you get a grasp of what is required of you by law, the next step is to make a plan. For me, living in Pennsylvania, we're required to send a notarized affidavit to our local school district along with medical records for every child eight years of age and up at the beginning of the school year, stating that we plan to homeschool the child or children in grades X, Y, Z, in subjects, and you get to list them. The minimum requirements are math, language arts, Pennsylvania history, and fire safety. This affidavit is notarized and submitted at the beginning of the school year. During the year, we're required to keep track of our school days, making sure that we've reached 180 days of home education in the course of the year. These days are logged and samples of the children's work is kept. And at the end of the year, all children ages 8 and up who have been homeschooled submit their log of 180 days, a list of books that they've read, and samples of their work to... Be evaluated by a certified teacher. The teacher writes an evaluation that is then submitted to the school district, signifying the end of the school year and showing that the requirements set forth in the affidavit submitted at the beginning of the year have been reached. It seems like a lot, but really, I'm grateful for the chance to homeschool and I'll do whatever it takes to make it happen. And for me, the evaluation, the log of 180 days, also helps me stay on track and not get lazy with my kids' education. So once you know the laws, and you've submitted your affidavit or talked to the school district or let the state know that you're going to be homeschooling, what's next? The what's next is choosing a curriculum. And that can be an extremely overwhelming task. Understanding the Pennsylvania homeschool law can be pretty overwhelming at times, but when you break it down, it actually isn't as complicated as it sounds. I found a website that was suggested to me when I first started homeschooling here in Pennsylvania called Ask Pauline, and it is a fantastic resource. This lady has gone through the law and has made links and suggestions and little blog posts about anything you could possibly want to know about homeschooling in the state of Pennsylvania. So if you are a homeschool parent in Pennsylvania, go check out her website, Ask Pauline. I'll put a link in the show notes. And even if you don't homeschool in Pennsylvania, she gives some great suggestions for curriculum and ways to teach. It's just a fantastic resource for you guys. So just let you know about AskPauline.com. Thank you so much for joining me on this second episode of Four in Tow. I'm trying to keep the podcast episodes fairly short so that the busy moms who listen will be able to listen to a whole episode or most of the episode in one sitting. Next episode, I plan on talking about choosing a curriculum, the overwhelming task. And I'm going to share with you my story and show you some pictures too on my Instagram and my website of how many curriculum I've gone through with some of the topics, some of the subjects that we've studied. So until next time, if you want to keep up with the podcast, I would love it if you would subscribe and tell your friends about it. Share my iTunes link or my Podbean link. I would love to get a good subscriber base. I was also able to start a Patreon page. If there's anybody who's interested in supporting the podcast financially, you can check out my Patreon page, foranto-podcast.patreon.com I'll put a link in the show notes. You can also check out my website, which started off as a blog about three years ago, and I have revamped it to become my podcast website. You can find it at 4 podcastcom You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. My Facebook page and Instagram are both found at 4 podcast. I'd love to have some new followers and would love to share my experience with other people. So like, share, and subscribe, everybody. And we'll see you next time, all right?